Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. If you listen to the show because you're a creative person and you just like hearing the other creative people, God bless you. If you listen to the show because you don't feel like you're all that creative, but you just like the show, well, hey, then this one's especially for you because you are creative. All right? I'd slap you in the face, but you're not here. You are creative. You can be creative. You can be more creative than you already are if you are creative. But the whole point of this episode, episode 32, Creativity 101 with me, Professor Talon, it's all about you just getting into your own, okay? So we'll talk about creativity, what it is, why it's important, all those things. But um, more than anything, I just hope that as you listen to this, you feel compelled to... I was going to say to turn it off, not to turn it off because you hate it, but to turn it off because you just can't take it anymore. You got to go and paint or draw or write or look at your business idea, like whatever the thing is, man, just go do it. All right. Here's some information, some education, some inspiration. All right, folks, listen to this one and then uh, go do you. All right. Go do your thing. No. Oh, well, you know, I'm kind of tired. I don't really have time. I I don't know. I don't think it's good enough. Just do it, man. Or whoa, man. Or non-binary or whatever we are. Whatever we are, whatever we all are, I'm here for you. So, on that note, let's start getting creative with it, huh? What is creativity, anyway? Well, the California State University at Northridge says that creativity is defined as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities that may be useful in solving problems, communicating with others, and entertaining ourselves and others. Why is creativity important? An article from youth.ie says that creativity allows us to view and solve problems more openly and with innovation. Creativity opens the mind. A society that has lost touch with its creative side is an imprisoned society in that generations of people may be closed-minded. It broadens our perspectives and can help us overcome prejudices. And Cornerstone University says creativity isn't solely about the creation of something new. It also lends itself to developing vital skills we need to be successful. For example, engaging in creative exercises helps build our problem-solving skills from finding a new method of completing an old task or generating something that is totally brand new. Creativity and the brain. If you're thinking, well, I've got a learning disability or I'm neurodivergent or have ADD or just some kind of what my sister calls executive functioning issues, what research shows is that when people are doing something creative, during any kind of creative expression, your, again, quote, executive functions kind of drift off into the background as far as brain activity and a a whole different area of your brain lights up. So for me, and, you know, maybe a lot of other people out there who are neurodivergent, being creative, expressing yourself, whether it's a song or making something with your hands or whatever it is, it actually removes that normal whatever from your thinking, and uh, you're allowed to just crawl into a, a space that's completely your own, and your brain is allowed to do what it truly and deeply wants to. Creativity and aging. All right, now I'm getting this information from the Creativity Workshop, but it, it can be found in lots of different places. 
Uh, George Land's creativity test was uh, this thing in 1968 where a man named George Land conducted a research study on children aged three to five and then he tested children at 10 years of age and then again at five, 15 years of age. So he was testing kids, you know, basically every five years from, you know, roughly five years old to 10 years old to 15 years old. And what they found out was that creativity in five-year-olds was at 98%. It went down to 30% at age 10 and then goes down to 12% at age 15. Which sounds about right to me. Uh, by the time I'm in like late elementary school, middle school, school doesn't feel like fun anymore. It feels like a, a series of tasks. You know, and that's right in line with this. When we're five years old, they're not telling us, you know, oh, your letters are wrong. You're, you should be using uppercase and lowercase. They're just saying, hey, express yourself. Isn't this great? Look what a great job you're doing. Then you start getting graded on things and you get homework and you have to take things home. It goes down. And then before you know it, like it says here, 12% by the time you're 15. By the time you get to high school, you're so tired. You're doing so many things and you just don't have time for, you know, the things, the creative things you want to do if it doesn't directly impact your school life. And then we kind of carry that with us into our adult life. And adults, the test that was given this creativity test was given to 280,000 adults and found that the average adult is about a 2% creativity marker here. So we start out at 98% and then we go down to 2%. And I don't know, I don't know what to say about that except just to be sad. Well, I used to just be sad. And then I started this podcast and my thinking with this podcast was I can maybe spark something in somebody because when I before I started the podcast I was writing a book and just having more fun losing myself in that creative experience than probably anything else I've done as an as an adult for sure except maybe playing music but it's up there with that that kind of feeling So this podcast, really, you know, I talk to people and I kind of get into the, oh, how do you do that? I'm trying to get it to, you know, to fine tune it a little bit so that I can really get to the heart of a person's creativity, where they got it, how they fostered it, all the way through to, you know, how they, how they use it now as, in most cases, creative professionals, um, but I want the show to also be encouragement and nourishment to people who don't necessarily work in a, what people might consider a creative field. That you know, if if you're if you're bogged down to that average adult where you score two percent on a creativity test, and that's the average, something's wrong, right? That's that's. I don't know. I'm speaking out of line here. I'm just a. I'm. I'm nobody to be speaking about this. So this is just you know me off the cuff here. Don't don't put any stock in what I'm saying. But I gotta believe that 
as this creative part of our brain atrophies, our fears and our anxieties and our depressions and our mental illnesses, those, and I'm not saying causation equals correlation here, but, or, or <laughs> I don't even remember if I said it right now. I'm sorry if I didn't. You know what I'm talking about, all right? I have executive functioning issues. Give me a break. But, you know, all these things that bog us down as we're adults that we don't think about when we're kids. Yeah, we had less responsibility, We, but just the approach to life is different when you're doing something creative. And I feel that now because I was I was teaching and, you know, there's creativity in teaching, but it's not the same as picking up a guitar or picking up a pen and a notepad and just saying, let's make something and see what happens. So that's at the core of this podcast, you know, what, what it wants to be. I don't know that that's what it is. Maybe I hope, I hope it reaches somebody in that way but um yeah so next i want to talk about things we can do to actually start being more creative because i've already harped enough on how we're not creative enough and how sad that is (laughs) and also from the creativityworkshop.com. <clears throat> You're welcome. The thing that I've been saying as as an educator, former educator, now podcaster, creativity can be learned. Some people say, "Oh, you know, I'm not creative. That's that's cool that you do that. I'm not a creative person. I don't have creativity in me." And to that, I just flatly say that's bullshit. Everybody has creativity. It might be a muscle that you need to flex a little bit before you can really use it and enjoy it. But yes, you can learn to be more creative. As it says here on the Creativity Workshop, all you need is an interest in the creative process, which, boom, you're already listening to this show, and the desire to explore and a spirit of curiosity. And I think those other things go hand in hand with just being interested in the creative process. So yes... There are things you can do to become more creative. And let's talk about those. I'm looking at brazen.com. It's one of a few places here that I'm going to throw at you. I just don't want to say that I thought of these on my own. I didn't. (laughs) I got help from Google. True blue. These are ways to... Sorry. Jesus, I'm terrible. Uh, 10 easy ways to jumpstart your creativity from an article on brazen.com. One, true blue. Surround yourself with the cool, calming color of blue to give your creativity a boost. 2009 study outlined how colors take on certain associations. Red makes us anxious. Blue allows us to relax. The study found that people who faced a blue computer screen were better able to unwind and allow fresh ideas to develop. Simply go into the settings on your computer and change the background on your desktop to a more calming color to see if it works for you. You know what? I've done that. And not because somebody told me to. I just liked it better. And hmm, Interesting. Keep it random. Grab a book, flip to any page, and just start reading. Turn on a TV show that's half over and watch it for a few minutes. Don't try to catch up on the plot. Just tri- just, just pay attention to the phrases being used or the emotions being conveyed. 
your mind starts to fill in the gaps, which can generate and create new ideas. Be cheerful. Watch a video of your favorite stand-up comic, like Chanel Ali. Mood is a significant determining factor in creativity. Sorry, Chanel Ali was a guest on the show. Episode 29, she's got the number one comedy album of 2020. So say the folks at NPR. So she's pretty funny. Mood is a significant determining factor in creativity. While anxiety can focus a person, good cheer and happiness can foster new ideas, according to one study published in the National Academy of Sciences in 2006. Just watching a clip of a laughing baby has shown the potential to boost one's creativity. So there you go. Get on YouTube. Watch the... There's this video of a woman who had like five tuplets. I don't know what the... I don't know what what you call somebody who has five babies at a time. She had like five babies at a time. They're all laying on her in various ways and in her arms and stuff. And the dad says something and then they all laugh at the exact same time. Just thinking about it makes me love you just a little bit more than I did a second ago. Feed your creativity. Like literally, yo. Literally feed yourself some creativity. Certain foods provide nutrients that help foster fresh thinking. The antioxidants in vitamin C and vitamin E rich foods like broccoli, spinach, and sunflower seeds, hell yeah, I actually like all of those things, but sunflower seeds especially, are known to promote creativity. Mind mapping. I've done that before where you just write down a bunch of stuff about yourself and create a visual and what, what's in your brain. That's kind of fun. Write a list, list it out. I actually like that one. I've done that before when I had to write stuff and I wasn't sure what to write. I would just write a list of things that I could write. And then before you know it, I ended up just taking like three, four of those things in that list and putting them all into one thing. So that's a pretty cool way to do it. Just kind of force yourself to list all the things that you know. Ooh, and here's uh, something from Forbes.com. They've got uh, an article from last year, Feeling Uninspired, 10 Ways to Jumpstart Creativity. Taking time off is their number one thing. And that's something that I think is uh, is important. I write slower than, uh, say, a Stephen King or somebody like that, you know, who can write a couple of books in a year. And that's okay with me. I, I At first, it wasn't okay with me, and I was forcing myself to write when it was actually inconvenient for me to be doing so. So I write less often right now, especially because it's the summertime, more than anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it because I really want to, but, you know, somebody's got to watch the kids sometimes. But yeah, sometimes you just have to take time off and go, you know what, it's okay that I'm not doing this right now. It's okay. You just got to make sure you come back to it. (laughs) Otherwise, yeah, otherwise I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Uh, It says journaling. It's another thing that I do. Uh, Not with a ton of consistency. I might go a month, even two months sometimes in between, but yeah, I've got several of them. Um... Ooh, I'm looking at a list of how to jumpstart your creativity on medium.com. Five things, five strategies to jumpstart your creativity from medium.com. And one of them is collaborate with others. Recently on episode 30, I collaborated with podcaster Kirk Ross from A Talk in the Attic. So yeah, absolutely. Collaborate with somebody else. Go write a song with somebody or ask them to help you out with the thing that you're working on or ask them if they need help with the thing they're working on or if you just want to make something new together. Absolutely. Allow yourself to be bored. And this is an important one, too, because today my kids, oh, God, I just want to, I don't even know. I I just want to explode when my kids say, I'm bored. Like, you're a kid. (laughs) How are you bored? You have toys. It's nice outside. Don't be, let yourself be bored. Don't look to the computer. Don't take your phone with you into the bathroom. 
chill out, be bored, see what happens. You might write a poem while you're sitting in the bathroom. Chill on the electronics for a little bit. Allow your brain to, to do its own work. And then this one here, the last one from Medium, start a regular reading habit. Just reading in general, even if it's not novels, you know, and it absolutely doesn't have to be novels. Read Popular Mechanics or whatever your thing is. If it's Architectural Weekly or I don't even know if that's a thing or, <laughs> you know, Dog Magazine or Running Mag or Hunting or whatever. Just read, you know what I mean? Get get other people's thoughts rattling around in your head from a source that isn't the TV or YouTube videos or, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Sit down with something that you can look at, think about, and, and, and uh, embrace and enjoy. I don't know. I just think that reading is important. And some people say, I just don't like it. Again, it's like a mu- muscle. Sometimes you got to flex it. If you haven't read in a while, it feels a little weird, but it's great. All right. The last thing I'm going to look at it on here, I promise, is from moderntherapy.online. They've got a blog post called Nine Ways to Jumpstart Creativity. Let's see. Make time to work on your craft. Yeah. I've, in the summertime now, I've dedicated 10 a.m. to noon as my time to get my creative stuff done. Hang a sign that reminds people. Well, I close the doors, but same difference. Prepare a space. Got my space. Got my desk. I got pictures of it on my Instagram, Christopher underscore Talon. Go check me out, man. Say hi. I'm serious. No. I'm serious. Do it now. I'm not I'm not going to keep going until somebody DMs me and is like, "Hey man, love the show." I'm waiting. <sighs> there, that wasn't so hard. Oh. No, I was going to say, and now I'm going to wait for you to leave a review on the show too. That would be cool, but I'm not Moving on. Get moving. Creativity has been linked to physical movement. Absolutely. Please move around. Don't be sedentary. It's not good for you. Physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever. Loosen up with a craft of some kind. So again, hobbies. Just good to get your brain into that space of just doing something that's, you know, fun, relaxing, satisfying. Last but not least... If you're just like, I don't know what to do, man, get on Google and type in creativity prompts for whatever you are, writers, for painters, for mathematicians, for business people. Look at some creativity prompts. It might not be the most exciting way to get your brain going, but it doesn't really matter how you get it going, man. It doesn't matter how you get the car uphill. Let it let it go downhill, okay? Get it to the top get it over that's a stupid analogy should cut it up probably won't (laughs) so man hopefully i haven't just been talking in circles and see there you go the fear of the fear of rejection of failure of whatever of embarrassment that's the that's the last big thing that i i think i really wanted to talk about here was just the fear i think fear is a big reason why a lot of creative people don't really put themselves out there or why people who maybe don't consider themselves creative don't even try to create anything. And, you know, there's the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of being embarrassed, all those things. But uh, there are ways to, to kind of get over those. 
The biggest thing, though, is to redefine failure. Okay, and I'm kind of mixing and matching here from Psychology Today, the Harvard Business Review, and uh, MindTools.com. So I'm just going to kind of pick and choose from some of these different things they have on here that look good to me. Redefine failure. Failure, in my mind, is just giving up or saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. You know? So redefine your failures. Or, or not your failure. Redefine what failure means to you. For me, I, I've seen a lot of rejection in the publishing world. But I don't consider each rejection a failure. I consider it something that I can hopefully try to learn from if they say, you know, we didn't like this, you know? Yeah, redefine what, what failure is because if you think just being told no is failure, it's not. That's just part of learning and getting better and growing. So redefine failure. Another good one was list your fears. And then once you've made a list of your fears, then you can start to figure out which ones are things that you think about and then which ones are things that could actually happen, things that are genuinely, you know, a threat to you somehow. Uh, because a lot of times you'll dispel a, a good portion of your fears just by going, oh, you know what, now that I see that written down or now that I've said that out loud, that is kind of silly. Because a failure is only a failure if you keep on making the same mistakes. So learn. If you have a quote-unquote failure, don't look at that as, oh man, I fucked up. Look at that as, oh, you know what, this didn't work. Why didn't this work? But please, creative people, put yourselves out there. I want to see what you do, hear what you do, watch what you do, taste what you do, whatever it is. I don't know. Hopefully this helps somebody.